Right, welcome back to the Fashion Dialogue. Um, we are here for episode two of the second season, and we've got an amazing guest today, Ellis Ranson. And the great thing about Ellis is she is a FRA alum- alumni, and which means that she has sat in exactly the same seats as you guys. So you've got really amazing insight into, I guess, what, how you can go from being a student to a, a real life job, I guess. So um, with that, um, welcome to the Fashion Dialogue. Thank and you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does it take um, to be a fashion celebrity stylist and what does it involve? So being a fashion and celebrity stylist could be a million of things. You know, there's so many different areas in styling. You've got your studio stylist, your fashion stylist, where you're on set on magazines, editorials. You've got celebrity, red carpet. You've got personal styling. You've got in-store styling. There's so many different areas. So it's sort of finding your niche and then basically you dress people to make them look good or you're dressing something to sell it. Sort of brief. Yeah. <laughs> overview of what a stylist yeah. is. And why did you want to become a stylist? Was that always your dream from being in the Fashion Retail Academy? Was that your goal to be a stylist or was there anything else? No, so when I started at the Fashion Retail Academy, all I knew is that I wanted to do fashion. I didn't actually know what area, and to be honest, I didn't know all the different areas, but obviously I started with the level three. I don't know if it's the same now as what it was then, but that sort of covered everything. I did buying, I did VM, I did retail ops, marketing, PR, digi ops, everything. So I sort of got a real understanding of the whole industry and I still at the end of level three didn't know what I wanted to do but I knew I wanted to do a further year so I did a level four in buying and merchandising loved the course but realized after doing a few work placements that I definitely wanted to be more creative than a buyer which obviously you're still working with fashion but I wanted to be in a studio doing more fashion events and I sort of fell into it I got a part-time job in a local company to me I actually went in I'm not a model but I went in as a model got contacted on Facebook at the time (laughs) and um, went into this studio I know very lucky it went my space and I went in and basically there was like this row of clothes and I was putting these outfits on and I was like, does no one style this? Like, what's going on? So I started putting the outfits together and then like, they was like, oh, that looks good. Oh, that, and then just sort of then I was like, actually, I don't want to model. I would rather style and get models in. So I started working for them part-time. So yeah, I think just having the knowledge from Fashion Retail Academy, there was a small styling course in there, but I just sort of fell into it. There weren't really a real, I feel like that's what happens. I think you're completely right. It happens in, in more industries than, than you think, yeah. not just the fashion industry, but quite a few. You study something and you actually end up doing, you know, so long as you have a, an idea of the, the industry, exactly. then you fall into something else. And I think even being at the college, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go and style Vogue. I'm going to be on the covers of all these. And then I come out and I was like, well, I'm never going to be styling Vogue. Like that is not my area. So I like really quickly as well found my niche within styling. So what is your niche? Everything. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. I do a lot of like high street, so I've worked for Selfridge, that's not really that high street, is it? That's well, it can't, yeah. I mean, it's off the street, kind of, so yeah. I'd call it um, the higher end of yeah. high street. Oh, but I do like yeah. Amazon, George Asda, New yeah. Look, um, Ted Baker, there's so many, everyone. Oh. <laughs> well, Ted Baker's an interesting one because they've got a really kind of unique style, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's all about the, the, 
other the slight differences in their mental But it's so crazy. So when you work for a brand like New Look or Amazon, you're shooting, or ASOS for example, you're shooting 40 to 50 pieces a day. You go to Ted Baker, they're like, if we get 12 shot, we're happy. So the attention to detail in different places is so crazy. Like, you know, it's mad. It's interesting you say that. It's some places are you asked for a thousand images yeah. in a day and or well, a thousand styles or a lot of styles yeah. and others are very like unique one or two exactly is that depending on like the the high end and, and, and the lower end of fashion it just it? really depends like i was working at new look full time straight from my first job and they would like one month they'd all be like right we need to shoot 90 today and then like someone new would come in head like a new director or whatever and they'd be like right we're only shooting 30 this month so it's so like I think the industry just changes everyone's like right Zara are wearing tops and you can't see anyone's faces we're gonna try it you know like <laughs> yeah. it is such a weird it's such a fast-paced industry and that's why I loved the whole high street and that sort of fast fashion like, I know obviously being a bit more sustainable now but like fast fashion I still class River Island and things yeah. that sort of area I enjoy that more because every day is different it changes so much like let's go back to obviously we've spoken a bit about your yeah. career in, in, in a few, you know jumped here and there yeah but it'd be good to know like how you went from the fashion retail academy to sort of red carpet celebrity styling because I heard you like you said you was at New Look um, also Choice as well, yeah. which was a brand that I remember being in Blue Water yeah. um, ages ago. That's just what I modelled for. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, well, there you go. It just brings back so many memories. Everyone used to go in Choice. It was the yeah. store in Blue Water. And yeah. I think it was because it was independent, or the brands were very independent, and they styled, they had a massive shop front, um, you know, window shop. front. Yeah. And the styling was great. And it made you spend money as well. Exactly. I'm not afraid to admit it, I spent way too much money in choice. In choice so I expect did. some back from you. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think where, where I sort of had that job, whilst I was at the FRA, I think for me, I don't know what the timetables are now, but whilst I was there, the hours were really good because I think one day I had off a week and then another day it was a half day. So that gave me the opportunity to go and get some experience whilst I was there. And I literally would put myself forward to everything. I would literally say yes to, you know, anything that came up. I think like the work experiences whilst I was at FRA, I did Topshop, rest in peace. I did um, M&S, which this is what I think as well with when you come out of the FRA as well, you learn that like, Working for M&S is actually brilliant. You know, like I think you go into fashion college and think, oh, you need to be working for Dior and all these, and then you're actually like, George Asda is my favorite client. That I love working with them. So it's like learning those things and just putting yourself out there for as much experience. But, so I really, sorry, I'm waffling. I literally just was putting myself forward for everything, trying as much as I could whilst being at college, got a job. And then when I left college, I just was able to go straight into that full time. So the job that I had part time quickly materialized into a full time job. And I spent two years there. And then I was like, right, I need to get a job more high street. Cause as you know, choice was a lot of designer brands. So I then went, for, I was looking for a while as well. And it took, it did take a while to get a job because it's hard. There's not many styling jobs when you're first starting out. And I went for a job at New Look and thank God for the FRA because I had to put together all these like projects to go for this interview. And I was like, I wouldn't have had a clue what I was doing. And I had to put, a, it was a bit like doing my final major project for an interview. So I went for the New Look and then I stayed there for three years 
whilst I was there, I literally was every time like, can I do more? What more can I be doing? Who can I meet? Who can I talk to? So I was like constantly probably annoying everyone. <laughs> and then I just basically come across Instagram started and started like putting my outfits on there, but very like not blogger style at all. Mm. Like just night out, girls night out. <laughs> and I started working with, I started doing test shoots. I just started really putting myself out there. Met Fern McCann introduced myself to her she was liking my stuff and then we connected I started styling her started doing all little bits on the side and then I left and then here I am now freelance it's amazing how it just kind of all fits together isn't it yeah and the one thing I've noticed that uh, picked up from your um, answer there is you said about um, saying yes to a lot of things and that really you know it leads back into uh, episode one with Montana um, and she said um, that she did that for like a week or something it was very much like yes I would do everything yeah. that people asked her she was like yep yeah, okay I'll do it I'll do it and it's yeah. just you know having that that mindset I think really helps I think so and like I basically I was on a job once and it was when I was oh, I hate saying it because I'm not a model but when I was modeling <laughs> um I went on this job and the guy who was running the event he it was it was amazing and it's really taught me something for like I've always used and we was all sat in this room and he was in this room and he literally stood up and went, none of you have said hello to anyone in this room. He said, look at all the opportunities in this room and you've all just come and sat here on your phones. He said, none of you knew I was, I was like, he said, he didn't say it, but he's like, he was quite sassy. He was like, I'm the most important person in this room and not one of you has come and said hello to me. He was like, how are you ever gonna get on? And I was like, that is so true. Like every room you go in, you've got to be like, hi, how are you? Who are you? You know, yeah. you don't realize that. You could be at the college and someone comes in, message them after because who knows where it all leads. Yeah, exactly. I used to have a rule, every event I would go to, I would always have to say hello to three people or I'd have to introduce yeah, myself to three people. That's such a good one, yeah. Just because you're putting yourself out there and you're putting yourself in a, in a situation where you feel a little bit more uncomfortable than exactly. what you normally do. So it's, it's, it's like a career So then you regret, or, don't you, if you don't? You do, exactly. You leave, I don't know, the event or the situation um, and you haven't got as much out. Oh, I like um, that. Um, what is your creative process in styling and how do you decide what to dress someone in? You know, is it personality or is it yeah. just figure or? I mean, there's so many people that say you need to do a body analysis, colour analysis. I sort of just go with what I think looks best. Um, once you get some of my clients I've been working with for such a long time that I just know I could yeah. literally be like right you're wearing that off you go and it's fine but I look on I read magazines still I go on Pinterest I'm constantly on Instagram scrolling through every morning I'm on every brand having a little look at new in I just sort of make sure I'm keeping up to date with everything and I make sure that I'm not doing the same thing over again but like I could literally, if someone brought in a round of clothes, I'd be like, Kate would wear that, Fern would wear that, yeah. Danny would wear that. It sort of just becomes like so easy and it's just day to day. But for new jobs, it's quite scary because, you know, on Monday I've got an OK magazine shoot with a family that I've never met before. And I've just sort of, sort of work out whatever I think, but I'll just take loads of options so that I'm sure. But there's not really a massive, like every job is different. But I just make sure I'm always staying really creative with like researching. I think I learned really quickly that to take a day off every once in a while to like get really inspired. I think there was a point where I was like really busy and I had loads of shoots on and I was like, I don't have a clue 
my head is gone. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just gonna take myself to Oxford Street and walk in the stores, see what's on mannequins, see the colours, see how everything, and it just was like, right now I know. So I just sort of have to try and keep on top of that. So is it important to really know the person you're styling, like in your eyes? Because then you, is it, what I'm getting at is, will they feel more comfortable and confident and will they wear it better if you know them and you know exactly what they would kind of like to wear and then you're just helping them out with pulling pieces from certain brands? Yeah, so I think personal styling, you know, it yeah, is okay. personal, isn't it? Yeah. So you've got that, even though it's celebrity styling, it's all under the same umbrella and I think people feel comfortable, you know, I've seen more boobs than I've ever seen, you know, <laughs> I, everyone just strips off in front of me, they don't care and it's just being comfortable and like, for example, Fern or Kate even, who I've worked with a long, long period of time, they just fully trust me, they know that they can like, if I say to them, right, this you've got to wear this, you've got to go for this, that there's a lilac suit that I always speak about with Fern. Hates lilac, didn't want to wear it. It's an hour to the event, she's like, oh, I don't want to wear it, I don't like it. And I was like, trust me, you've got to wear it. She wore it, got best dress, it was everywhere. And it's like just having that trust, but she, you know, because she trusted me, she wore it. So I think that is a really big part in it. It's like being personable, being able to, you know, you also become friends because you're so close with someone. You know, if you're spending all that time with them and you're dressing them and you're finding their outfits, it's just really a lot about trust. But knowing someone, like I know how far I can push people. It seems very glamorous, you know, styling someone. And, uh, Have you seen and my studio? Yeah, we are in your studio. <laughs> There's a lot of clothes on the floor, but it's also very organized as well. It's an so organized mess. It is, yeah. Um, it is glamorous but it's also a lot of work. People don't see yeah. you dragging suitcases around London, trying to sort out returns. I mean, people buy clothes for a weekend and hate doing them returns. So imagine doing returns to 10 clients. It is, it's not that fun standing in the post office queue. I've actually now delegated that to my mum. She now does my returns. Um, so that's handy. <laughs> Nice one. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, it's nice you can rely on family. Yeah, that's the good part. But yeah, parts of it are glamorous. You know, like I get sent clothes, I get to go along to lovely events, I get to go on, you know, every day I'm on a shoot or doing yeah. something fun, you know, it is good. But there is, it is tough as well. I think people think, oh, you just dress people, how easy? And you're like, no. It's not. Because especially at the minute, nothing arrives on time. Things happen, you know, I've been on red carpets and dresses aren't going to arrive, hotels change, like, there's a lot of logistics that go with it. I'm glad you mentioned the red carpet <laughs> because I saw on Instagram that you was at the House of Gucci premiere, was it? I know. Um, and I, you look great by the way. Thank and um, But the question here is, you know, being a stylist, you, you're styling other people. Yeah. How important is it to kind of style yourself and look good in yourself because you are, are you the a close horse for your customers I guess. Well, I guess you are your brand aren't you and it's really difficult because a lot of the time I'm manic running around busy on Oxford Street I can't be wearing the best outfit because I'm rushing around yeah. but I do think it's important on my Instagram I really try and show off that I push my style because I think a lot of people come to you and they're like I love the way you dress I wouldn't do that but can you water it down for me or can I'm really into because at the same time you want to be I guess you wouldn't go to a restaurant if the chef was terrible. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know how exactly. to put it, but it's like it's you have to like you know people look at you and think she looks cool. I yeah. wanna, I trust her. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's tricky because sometimes I turn up, there's been a lot of red carpets where I've like styled 11 people and by the end of the day I'm like nearly in tears. I've got like the worst outfit on, I've got a ring light around my <laughs> neck because I've got to do their pictures and I'm like walking along and they're in these beautiful gowns. I'm like, when did I sign up for this? <laughs> <laughs> but what's your favourite part of the job? My favourite part of the job is when you... For, so I'll, I'll talk separate bits because yeah. celebrity signing is really different to shoots. So for celebrity signing, my favourite thing is when you leave someone and you know they're feeling themselves, they're so happy with their outfit, yeah. and then they go off and they get amazing pictures or amazing press and they're like, I feel so good. Like I did a shoot with Christine McGuinness the other week and she was like, hell, you just make me feel so good in all what I'm wearing. And, like, and I also love when you watch them and they like say, I'm going to sign up. Say like you put an outfit on and then like you watch them and then they're like, and they like move it or they're like, oh actually I'm going to tuck it. I love seeing yeah. how people change things and do different things. Um, then for shoots, I just love being on set. I love working with a different team. You know, I've met so many amazing photographers, makeup artists, hairstylists that, and on set you all get such a buzz because you're like, oh my God, this picture looks amazing. Oh my God, this is going to be amazing. And it's like this amazing buzz. So yeah, there's, I love that every day is different. You know, I could be, here doing returns, then I could be on set or I could be on a red carpet, you know, it, it just is, I'm really lucky, I think. I think that's a good part of, of your job and, and the fashion in, industry in general, isn't it? Like, yeah. you do get to do a lot of different things and uh, sounds, yeah, sounds amazing. Sounds yeah. like I want to become a stylist, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Don't come uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite outfit you've ever styled? So many people ask me yeah, this and, um, I mean, it's so hard because there's so many, I guess, you know, when you have your own clothes, every outfit has like a meaning to it and you have like emotion behind it and whatever. But I think, oh, this is hard. <laughs> there's so many. Um, I think a real moment was doing firm for the NTAs in the pink, she wore a pink gown from Isabella Christensen and that was like such a moment, I absolutely loved that. But any red carpet I would say is my favourite, but I feel like one of my first red carpets because I thought, how, what the hell, how am I doing, who is allowing me to do this? Why am I allowed to dress someone for the red carpet? So I think things like that are, oh, it's so hard. There's been so many, Kate Ferdinand's wedding dress, that was amazing. Oh wow, okay. So that's probably a big one. Amazing. And what's the most exciting part of your job so far? Because you've mentioned a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, and your job entails, you know, commercial of, and all, all sorts I of I think, like, it. getting to travel with work's amazing. Oh, you travel as well. Here yeah. we go. Another no. side to it. Um, <laughs> I think I did a job with, I'd just gone freelance, and I'd done a job with Blue Ink, who no longer yeah. exists. And um, we went to Marbella. And it was just like really surreal. We were staying in this big massive mansion and I was just like, how is this my work? Like, it was just so amazing. And I was like, this is what I want to be doing. And unfortunately with lockdown, I was meant to go away loads last year with jobs. I think the first week of lockdown, I was meant to be away with George Asda. There were so many things and I think hopefully that will start picking up again because that's exciting. But I'd say my most exciting job so far, I guess probably that because that was my first trip and I was like, this is crazy. So we're going to go back to um, talking about the FRA, okay. and I know that you uh, recent you recently did a masterclass. Yeah. So do you want to tell us about that? So I came in and did like a small little talk with some of the students. I just sort of spoke about what is a stylist and. I guess just my career and my journey since the FRA, because I think when you're there, it's so overwhelming, and you're in this like bubble of being at college, and you don't realise, and then you're like, oh my god, actually, 
this is the people who've come from here and actually have done well. I think it's like quite exciting to see. And they were just, yeah, I think they was interested. There was a lot of questions. That's after. always a good sign. So I think, yeah, I hate that when you're like, any questions? Silence. So yeah, no, it was really nice. And I, I think I'm gonna be going back and doing a few more as well. So it's it's crazy for me because I was there and I'm like how am I someone they want to come back in? It's like such a surreal thing because you're like, oh my God, I was here learning and now yeah. I'm here, someone they want to listen to, it's crazy. But when I was at the FRA, the thought of standing up in front of a class, I, I'd, I'd have called in sick. <laughs> now I'm like waffling on for like two yeah. hours. Yeah, it's mad. I think there was parts of my course, which I don't know if it's the same now, but where you had to do like, fake interviews, fake presentations, and like, I'd be so nervous, but I'm so glad I did it all, because actually, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. I was so nervous in one of my presentations that I said a gillet instead of a gilet. Oh, God. That's the like, sort of thing I would do. <laughs> at a fashion, I was like, oh, and I left, but I knew I'd done it, but I was so nervous, and I left, oh. and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, that's gonna be a foul. <laughs> um. Did you see yourself in the crowd? You know, when they're yeah. sitting down and... It know, was weird because it was, I was in a classroom that I used to be in. No way. Yeah, in the VM room. And I was like, this is mad. And I remembered being there and but it feels so long ago, which is scary. But yeah, it, it was really weird. It was a really surreal, like yeah. a bit of a like pinch me moment, I guess. And was it filmed? Or was it just a... Uh, no, I think it was just, yeah. It was just talking to the students. Okay, so, students, so yeah. what did you speak to them about? Like, so just about my career journey. You know, I think a lot of them are interested in... There was quite a few that were really interested in becoming stylists and what actually a stylist is. Yeah. Um, it was the V... I think they do VM, the group. Yeah. So they were doing all, like, the window dressing. I was just speaking about how that's quite similar to styling as well. Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're still styling, aren't you? Doing, yeah, doing VM, exactly. and it's a good stepping stone to... It's brilliant. If you um, can dress a mannequin, yeah. that's a really good start. And then, also, it's a bit nicer sometimes, yeah. mannequin. They don't have insecurities or personalities, <laughs> yeah. do they? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a good uh, kind of topic, isn't it? Like, do you um, dress, um, you know, when you style someone, say it's a male or female, do you dress them, obviously you dress them differently, but... Um, do you have different ways to dress them? You know, different colour palettes or different fits? Yeah, well I think everyone's, you, you sort of can learn how much someone will push themselves, and especially men. All men are very different, like all men are quite, a lot of men generally like to stick to their primary colours. Yeah. And a lot of men I meet or say, I always ask someone if, when I'm start, styling them, I'll be like, who's your style icon? it always comes up, David Beckham, or, you know, really generic people. So you sort of know how far you can push people. If they're only wearing them colors, maybe we'll try and push for a bit of burgundy. You yeah. know, like, yeah, you know okay. how much you can push people. Sort of earthy colors. Yeah, keep it, just keep it yeah, quite yeah. tonal. Um, women are a bit more open to trying different things and trusting you a bit more. I think women as well are harder. Men are quite easy yeah. with dressing, you know, any of my male clients are very like, yeah, whatever you think, Elle. Yeah. Whereas women are like, no, I can't, you know, like, so you just work out boundaries, but I, that's the only way I sort of work with people. I love it you were looking at me when you were talking about men just dress in single colours. I'm wearing a black well, t-shirt, yeah. black jeans and black DMs. What was so, the inspo for your outfit? Well, my inspo was, um, <laughs> I'll wear this 
every day. I'm very simple in like uh, my clothing. So Men have a uniform though, don't they? It is, yeah, it very much is. You know, yeah. your day-to-day -day uniform. So. Yeah, but everyone yeah. does. And I think men's, men's fashion is harder. There's not as many options. You know, girls can wear, you know, they can mix and match. You can take your jeans day to night. What men, you stick with a trainer or a boot, there's not yeah. much you can do. So men's dressing is difficult, I find, compared to women's, because the options are a lot less. I mean, I know I'm interviewing you right now, but afterwards I'll ask you ask for some advice. I, um, I'm sure you're fine with your fashion. Just with uh, a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> so what advice would you give someone who wants to work as a stylist? Okay, so this I get asked a lot yeah. because so many people want to become stylists. Um, advice I would give is Honestly, like we've said, say yes to everything. Put yourself out there, start assisting, find stylists that you love and admire. Message them, say, do you need a pair, extra pair of hands this week? I've got Friday off college, so I can come and pop there and help you out. I'm happy to do your returns. Being on it, you know, like making sure you're following all the right people. I know it's so crazy that this industry has become so about Instagram as well, but it is. And you can sort of be messaging people on there, following people, getting advice, test shooting. For anyone who doesn't know what a test shoot is, you can basically practice shooting. You get together a team and perfect place you're at college. I'm sure there's lots of people you can rope in to help you out. You need like a model, you can use your friends, you know, yeah. practice, just keep on practice, start putting together a portfolio, just putting yourself out there and being available, being personable. Like you don't have to be the loudest person in the room, but just make sure you are saying hello, like we said to people yeah. and putting yourself out there. And as a fashion stylist, do you think it's important to have a portfolio online or is it a kind of an old school kind of book portfolio? I wish about? it was an old school portfolio book, but it is just all online. People want to yeah. be seeing it quick. They want to go on your website. They don't want this big fancy thing. They want to click on your website, see your work and be done. I have an Instagram as well, which I have all my work on. So I'm like, yeah. or you can look here. People just want to see things quick. People don't have time anymore, do they? To sit and have a lovely meeting with your book. I wish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a coffee table book yeah. of your style. I know. That would be good. I know. I nice. do want to get that. But ah, there we go. I don't know if anyone will look at it. Um, yeah, it's. I think you do want to have a portfolio, but start. Like I've started teaching a lot of my assistants to put together an Instagram page, even if you're just showing what you love, your inspiration. Yeah. Like, just get creative. Have a Pinterest board. Start posting on there. You know, just constantly be looking for ideas, putting yourself out there because. That's what happens, all of a sudden someone notices you and then yeah. next thing you're doing a massive campaign, you just don't know where it can lead. So if you're an assistant on a shoot, um, could they then sort of use the images and say, I was assistant on yeah. this styling and, uh, and and build a portfolio there? Yeah, so a lot well? of assistants will have a website and yeah. they'll have assistant work. And they'll, but then they'll also do their own test shoots and start learning and practicing. Like one of my assistants just now has just been messaged by a celebrity client, and she's like, she's asked me to do some outfits for her. So it just all builds, and you're just in the right places, meeting the right people, seeing at the right. You know, I always tag my assistants on Instagram yeah. so people can see them, and um, it just grows really. So it is, yeah. You've just got to put yourself out there. It's really nice that you tag your assistants as well, because I guess from so if I was assisting someone, I feel a bit worried about using those images for my yeah. personal gain. So it's really nice that you're saying, okay, you know, you can assist someone and then, you know, you could say that you assisted this style yeah. and use it and help build your own profile as well. I just and think I guess that's where you start, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I think I, when I started, it was tricky. And I think there's no sort of area for 
you know what it's like when you first start in, into a career. It's, it, is, it is scary, but yeah. I think the Fashion Retail Company does teach you a lot about what to expect. But you're still a bit like, whoa, oh my God, I'm actually in it now. Yeah. And, um, you know, where's that place for young girls to start get a job styling? You know, how do you get the contacts? How do you find people? Who are you messaging? I mean, I messaged Amazon for three months until I got in there. I was consistent and it, it pays <laughs> off. But, so it, I'm very much for like helping out younger younger assistants and stylists. I really want to push them and you know, there's enough work for everyone. So Exactly, yeah. yeah. And what are the skills you need to be a stylist? So yeah, with styling, styling isn't a skill. It's like a set of skills to be a stylist. You know, I can't teach you to dress. I can't teach you to have style. It's so personal, everyone's. What, say we had a row of clothes together. Yeah and we had two models, we would both put very different outfits on them. Neither of them would be wrong or right. Exactly, it's very it's so, subjective, yeah, isn't so it? You can't sit there and go, styling is this. It's sort of like, you've got to be um, like time management, you've got to be personable, you've got to have organised, you've got to really be organised, you've got to have contacts, work with brands. It's like loads of different things, you know, be prepared for like, deadlines because something will come up and then you're like oh my god nothing's arrived I've got to go and find 10 dresses because nothing's turned up you know it's being like really like proactive yeah I feel organization is quite key. a key one and Just... what is crazy I am so not organized in life <laughs> but as a stylist I'm like I've got lists I've got everything I'm like so on it yeah so what advice would you give your FRA self, going back all them years, well, not all them <laughs> years, <laughs> going back those couple of years. Yeah, um, it was two. Yeah, and um, what advice would you give um, that person? Back oh, then? I love this. Have you seen Frank Ocean done this? No. I oh, he, he wrote, sorry, I know this is going off topic, but he wrote a letter to himself five years ago. Okay. And oh my God, you've got to read it. At the end, he's like, promise you don't worry we make it and I just it gives me shivers when I read it and I'm like if I could go back and be like honestly just put yourself out there don't be scared because I did go through a stage where I was really shy and nervous and it's like just go for it say hello to everyone put yourself out there don't worry if you mess up you know we're not doctors yeah. we're not in an industry where people are gonna die if you get it wrong it's okay yeah. like we can mess up you can make mistakes and like it's not the end of the world so just sort yeah. of go for it and, it, and enjoy it like don't stress, just enjoy it. I think making mistakes is such an important one because being a stylist, surely you, you're you allowed to make mistakes and that makes you a better a better stylist, course, a better person as well. You know, the first shoot I turned up with, they said they needed six looks. I took seven looks, one for one in case. Yeah. I needed 20 looks, you know, and that's that. But then I'm glad I've done that on my first shoot because now I turn up with three suitcases and I never <laughs> don't not have enough, you know. So everything, that is something as well. Everything you've got to learn from. Just yeah. take everything you do and learn from it. And looking back at Instagram, you know, you scroll down your, your page oh and you gosh. get to the photos where you've got the border on them and, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, and they're all, the... uh, you know, the exposure's down and the contrast is up yeah. and just really bad photos. And you look at them and you're like, what was I wearing? Yeah. Like, do you have their moments? Oh, yeah. I, when I was at the FRA, my tutor, my group were very out there. Like, one of the guys would one day dress as Cheryl Cole, the next day Prince. He was wild. <laughs> so you got caught up in it. I'd yeah. be wearing, like, and I'd be walking through Romford Station, which is not fashion, in, like, a turban and bowling shoes, and I'd be, like, strutting my way through, and everyone would be like, 
hell is that? Oh, and I'd be yeah. like, yeah, and I was like, yeah, this is me. And like, even my friends, I think I used to wear socks and sand, like socks and heels. Yeah. I'd never not wear socks and heels. And I found out a lot of the boys in our area thought I had webbed feet. <laughs> I was like, no, it's fashion. Oh. It's fashion. And I, so I used to just go all out. And I loved it. It was like, I thought, like, I'm at fashion college. I can do what yeah. I want. Whereas now I'm very much like, I do wear, I always wear colour. Like if I wear black, everyone's like, oh, what, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, there is a lot of outfits. I had these hideous Batman leggings that I thought were cool. Who wears Batman leggings? Well, I don't know. I mean, they sound great. <laughs> okay, that's, that's, as we're on to hideous clothing, what's the worst thing you've ever worn? Other, I, other than Batman leggings oh. and bowling shoes. <laughs> All my friends would say the bowling shoes. When I came out in them, they was horrified. Because I'm from Essex, so all my friends are glam yeah. Essex. And people used to be like, you look like an Essex group. have gone to Brick Lane, found yes, Elle, yes. and brought her home with you. Like, where is this? Like, what is going on? I've had some awful outfits. If you went on my Facebook, God. But at the time, I just rocked them. Yeah. I just thought they was cool. But I don't think anything as of recent has been that bad. Yeah. So I'm hoping anyway. Well, that's what it's about. It's about confidence and, you know, putting yourself out there like yeah. you said. You know? And that's what's so important for a stylist as well. I will always say something like, say I'm dressing someone and I love what they're wearing and I can see they don't. I'm like, you're not wearing it then. Because if you're uncomfortable, you're pulling at it, you're moving it around. If you don't feel confident in your clothes, you you're not going to look good like the clothes can't wear you you've got to wear them so that's the most important you could dress someone in the best outfit in the world but if they don't feel it then it's not going to look the best outfit in the world exactly that so you just got to own it just own it well there we go <laughs> <laughs> well i think that's a great place to end it on to be yeah. honest um, uh, but thank you for joining us on the fashion dialogue um, and i know the students at the Fashion Retail Academy are going to absolutely love listening to what you have to say because there's going to be students out there that see themselves in you and uh, I think it's really important that they see someone who's been so successful as you have and it's been really great for me to be here chatting to you today so no, I've loved having you, you in so my much. studio thank in you so studio. much for inviting me on no.